This is Chad Roberts, and you're listening to Awakened Radio. Welcome to part two of our current sermon called A Christmas of Obedience. You know, so far in the series called Behold, we've seen Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth. Well, we saw in week one Zechariah's doubt and unbelief. In week two, we saw the angel Gabriel come to Mary and announce the birth of Christ. And in that story, we saw Mary's trust and faith. Well, today we are in Matthew chapter 1, and now the angel of the Lord is going to slip right into Joseph's dream. And even though Joseph felt betrayed, even though Joseph, no doubt, felt shattered and like his future was ruined, you know what? When God revealed his plans to Joseph, Joseph stepped up and Joseph stepped in to God's plans, even though God altered the plans of his life. And today we're going to see Joseph's fear, but we're also going to see his obedience. Well, I hope today speaks directly into your heart and directly into your life. I hope you enjoy today's episode of Awakened to Grace. For he resolved to divorce her quietly. Friends, you know what that tells me? He felt betrayed. Have you ever been excited about your future? Have you ever had your plans, what you thought were established? Have you ever anticipated what lays ahead and You looked forward to the coming months and then all of a sudden it feels like God alters all of your plans. It feels like the rug has been pulled out from under you in life. It feels like everything you looked forward to, all the hopes you had were shattered just like that. I think that's exactly how Joseph felt. I think he felt hurt. I think he felt betrayed. I think he felt fearful. I don't think we can put into words the emotions that were going through Joseph's heart. So we see, number one, the betrothal. We see, number two, the betrayal. (coughs) Excuse me. We see, number three, the breakup. Look at the breakup here. He resolved to divorce her quietly. Joseph's done. He's finished. He's throwing in the towel. He's calling it quits. But now look at verse 20. I love the way Matthew writes this. And as Joseph considered these things, what things? He already resolved to divorce her. He already doesn't believe her. So what's he considering? I think he's considering. See, I think Joseph really did know the scriptures. I think Joseph did know what the prophet Isaiah predicted. He just never dreamed it would be about him. I'm just Joseph. She's just Mary. 
we're just from Nazareth. We're poor. There's no way this makes sense. But you know what this tells? You know what Matthew, I think, is telling us? Joseph can't sleep. This is keeping him up at night. <clears throat> Verse 20. As he considered these things, look what it says. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him in his dream. You see, Joseph fondly drifted off to sleep. I think Matthew's telling us he can't sleep. Then he drifts off to sleep. And when he drifts off to sleep, the angel of the Lord slips right into his dream. Now, why did an angel appear physically to Zechariah, physically to Mary, and physically to the shepherds? But he appeared in the dream of Joseph. I don't know. <clears throat> Perhaps this was just God's way of communicating with Joseph. Because as I said, chapters 1 and chapters 2, Joseph is going to go on to have four dreams with angels in them. Now what have we learned in our series about angels? We've learned that they are supernatural beings. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 are they not all ministering spirits? See, this is why an angel can appear in human form. This is why they can appear in the air as they did with the shepherds, as they did at the ascension of Christ. This is why angels can appear in dreams, as they did with Joseph and as they did with Jacob in the Old Testament. Remember Jacob and Bethel, the house of God? <coughs> Why can angels slip right into dreams? <coughs> Why can angels appear physically? Why can they appear in the spiritual realm? Why? Because angels are spirit beings. And what is their mission? What is their occupation? What is their role and responsibility? They are sent out by God. And see, here God is going to completely alter Joseph's plans. He's paid the dowry. No doubt he's worked for years for this moment. He's fallen in love with Mary. Even when he's hurt, even when he's betrayed, he still loves her and cares for her. And God is completely altering the plans of Joseph. And God sends out an angel to explain to Joseph what is about to take place. Now look what he says. The angel is going to appear in his dream. Now let me say this. Don't, don't miss this. You know, the Old Testament, the last book of the Old Testament in our Bible is Malachi. And the first book of the New Testament is Matthew. When you and I read Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1, you know what you and I often forget? There have been 400 years of silence between the Old Testament closing and the New Testament opening. 400 years God has not communicated with humanity. 400 years of silence from God Almighty. And now it's as though God opens the curtains and we can peek into how God begins once again to communicate with humanity. And how does he do it? Through angels. Zechariah, Mary, Joseph and the shepherds. Isn't that fascinating to you 
It's fascinating to me. So an angel's going to tell him in verse 20. Look what the angel tells him. Do not be afraid, Joseph, to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You know what I find interesting? Do you know how upset I think Joseph is? When the angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah, he said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. When the angel appeared before Mary, he said, don't be afraid, Mary. But when the angel appeared to Joseph, you know what he says? Don't be afraid, Joseph. He says, don't be afraid about the situation. Don't be afraid to go forward with your wife. Don't be afraid. Trust Mary. Trust God. Trust his word. Oh, what a word for us today. What a word for your marriage. What a word for your home. What a word to parents today. Don't be afraid to face the unknown. Don't be afraid to face questions and doubts. Don't be afraid to face uncertainty. Don't be afraid of your financial future. Don't be afraid of the months and the years that lie ahead. Trust God, amen. God would say the same to you and I. Trust God. Don't be afraid. This was the word to Joseph. And God sends an angel to say, Joseph, I know you're afraid. I know this is keeping you up at night. I know it feels like your future is shattered. I know it feels like your plans are derailed. I know it feels like you have no hope and no future. But trust God. Whew. What a word, amen. And he goes on to tell him, for what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And he said, these things have to come past. This is what's been spoken by the prophet. This is what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. <coughs> Verse 22. <coughs> Forgive me. And I know not one of you women are praying for my man cold. I know it. I can feel the tension. Men, you'll pray for my man cold, won't you? We should do a small group man cold. I'll just see if you have everything you need. You can see if I have everything I need, because our wives won't do it. Lord bless them. I'm not bitter or nothing, you know. I, you know. My wife gives me 48 hours to feel better, and then after that, no compassion. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I bet Mary wouldn't have done that. But anyways, whatever. <laughs> I digress. Okay. <laughs> so, so the angel says, verse 22, and behold. See, there's our series title. Have you noticed how many times angels say behold? Luke 1 Matthew 1. And the angel said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive, and they, circle that word they, they shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. 
Verse 22. Verse 23, I love this. And they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. You know, you, the most remarkable thing happened. Say, say amen if you're with me right now. Amen. Don't let me lose you on this. <coughs> this is a tremendous principle. When you and I step into God's plans. <laughs> See, God has a way of altering our plans, right? The Bible says in Proverbs that man plans his ways in his heart, but the plans of the Lord prevail. I may plan something for my life. Let me tell you, I never planned blindness for my life. I can tell you that. Not in a million years would I have planned that. But the ways of the Lord prevail. I I don't know how God's going to heal my eyes. See, like Mary, I can't tell you how God's going to do that. I can't tell you when God's... I, I have no answers. I have no details. But I know that the plans of the Lord will prevail. Amen. So I can plan my steps. I can plan my ways. But no, it's going to be the plans of the Lord that prevail. And you know what happens when you and I step into the plans of God? Even though ours are derailed, even though it may feel that ours are shattered, when you and I accept the plans of the Lord, we step into the plans of the Lord, you know what happens? It brings God's presence into our life. Emmanuel. God with us. God may have drastically changed the plans of your life, but don't be afraid because God is with you. Your life may not have turned out anything like what you thought it would, but don't be afraid because God is with you. You may not know what the next few months or the next few years hold for you. You may not know what it looks like for your job for your health or for your family. But let me tell you what the angel told Joseph. It's true for you. It's true for me. Do not be afraid. Why? Because Emmanuel, God is with us. What a word from the Lord. Now, lastly, I want you to note, we've seen the betrothal. We know what that means now. (coughs) We know how that's a legal binding contract. It's a marriage contract. We've seen the betrayal. Joseph didn't believe her. And we see the breakup. He was going to divorce her quietly. And then we see the announcement from the angel. And the angel brings great clarity to Joseph. Now I want you to see the blessing of his obedience. Look at verse 24. And when Joseph awoke, he did as the angel commanded, and he took her as his wife. I love that verse. You know what? Joseph wasn't on the fence. He didn't didn't wait months to see how things were going to pan out. He didn't think about it a little bit longer. He didn't sleep on it for several other months or nights or weeks. No, he obeyed the Lord. Hey, my question today, will you obey God? Are you obedient to God in small things as well as large things? Does obedience mark your life the way it marked Joseph? 
Here Joseph was. He was a quiet man. Not one word is recorded in the scriptures. We don't know anything about his background. We, well, all we know is he was a son of David. His lineage, we know that he was a carpenter. We know he was a good man. And short of that, we don't know anything else. But let me tell you the most important thing about Joseph. He obeyed God. Is that the most important thing about you? Is that what marks your life? Is that you obey God? It can. Every single one of us can have that testimony. Every one of us can walk in obedience. Every one of us can get better at trusting God and saying, God, I don't have all the answers and I don't know what the next year is gonna look like. I don't know how things are gonna pan out. I don't know if it's gonna work in my favor or not. I don't know. It's sink or swim, but I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna obey you. Every one of us can walk in that obedience if you know the Lord. And now look at verse 25, my favorite part of the whole chapter. And he knew her not. Now that's important. You know what else this tells me about Joseph? Now come on, let's do the math. Mary's gone for three months to live with Elizabeth and Zechariah. She comes back to Nazareth after she's three months along. She breaks the news to Joseph. Joseph resolves to divorce her. We don't know how much time lapsed there. I would think not long. And then the angel comes to Joseph while he's so perplexed and so troubled, he can't sleep at night. The angel comes, slips into his dream, says, no, I want you to marry her. Don't fear, trust God. And then it says, when he awoke, he took her as his wife. Hot dog. The man didn't let any grass grow underneath his feet. He obeyed God. But look at the restraint. Look at the self-control. But he knew her not until she had born a son. Why is that phrase so vital? Because Jesus Christ had to be virgin born. And do you know why he had to be virgin born? Because he had to be 100% man, in other words, of a woman's womb, but he had to be 100% God. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now, why is that so vital? Because, friends, not one human being in history present or in the future, not one human being can save himself nor another human being. It had to be the Lamb of God. It had to be the pure and the spotless and the sinless Lamb of God. And so Matthew inserts this all-important phrase by the Holy Spirit and says, he knew her not until she bore the son. You know what that means? He didn't mess with God's plans. Joseph was a man of self-restraint. Joseph was a just man. He was a good man. Wow. And then, this is the last thing I'll show you. But he knew her not until she had born a son. 
And then he named him Jesus. Now, this is special to me. (coughs) Again, understand the custom of the day. It was the father who named the child. Now, Joseph is not the biological father of Jesus. You know what Joseph did? He stepped into that role. You may be a family here today, and you're a blended family. Let me tell you something, men. You can be a Joseph to the children in your life. You can step up and step in to that all-important role, just like Joseph did. Can we say amen to that? And Joseph had the privilege, he had the opportunity to name Jesus. Now, here's what I love. If you look at verse 22 and 23, the prophecy is, a virgin will conceive, she'll bear a son, and they shall call him Jesus. It was the father who named the child. You remember two weeks ago when we were studying Zachariah and Elizabeth, Zachariah is mute, remember? Because he didn't believe God. And then John the Baptist is born. Eight days later, they take him to be circumcised, and that's when they legally register his name. (coughs) Excuse me. And on that eighth day, they ask Elizabeth, what's his name? She says, John. They go, "Uh, there's not a John in your family. That doesn't make sense. And they look to the husband And they say, what's his name? And he can't speak. And you remember what he does? He asks for a writing tablet. And he writes, his name is John. And when he confirms that, the Lord loosens his tongue, opens his mouth, and then he goes back and he can speak. Joseph, I think this is significant. They shall call his name Jesus. No, listen. He stepped into God's plan. Joseph stepped into obedience. And you know what God's reward was? He named him Jesus. I bet Joseph is renowned in heaven. And you know what? Especially men, we can walk in his footsteps. We can become good men like him. We can step into obedience like him. We can love and care for our wives just like Joseph did. Let's bow our heads today. We've seen Zachariah's doubt. We've seen Mary's faith. Today we see Joseph's obedience. Are you obeying God? Am I obeying God? Are there compartments in our lives where perhaps we've not welcomed God Almighty? Are there areas of our thought life, areas of our work, areas of our home, areas of our hobbies, areas of our tablets and our phones and our web browsers where the Holy Spirit is not welcomed. 
You can change that today. You can change that today. If you enjoyed today's broadcast and would like to hear more great content, you can always download our free mobile app, Awaken to Grace, where you can request prayer, find sermons, articles, blogs, music, podcasts, as well as support us financially. You can also visit either of our websites at www.preachingchristchurch.com or www.awakentograce.com for more information about our church or our resource ministry. Thank you for listening to Awaken to Grace.